It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker! Yo, man! Boom, Miss Rusty! Boom, Miss Rusty! We're gonna get that right there sometime. It's gonna happen, but it's today. It is today, and today is Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, just ate some Mexican food because fuck yes. And I don't know, things are good. Things are good, it's Saturday. Why wouldn't it be good? Things are good every day though. So just happens to be Saturday. Anyhow, uh, sure, yeah, there's a Mojo Casher original. If you wanna know that one, you can hit them up. So. Without any further anything, uh, I uh, about to say, without further ado, here it is. So, yeah, right here, right now, let's bring on our special guest. And how I hope I didn't lose our special guest. I need to remember how to get my special guest out of there. I think I might have lost her. I hope I didn't. How, what happened? How do I get her back? I can get her back. There we go. That's how I do it. You guys, it's Saturday. You, you gotta just go because we got it here and I got that right. So you guys, Zoom is there. If you want to uh, give that a tilt there, if you can. And How's that? Uh, it's still, I don't know, it's coming up still like vertical. There we go. Whatever that is, that works out. So, yeah, so, uh, right here, right now, my special guest is Anne Darji. How you doing? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you are very welcome. Thank you for being here. It's it's always good because you never know what's going to happen or what what anything is anymore. So it's just it's nice just to pop right on and be like, oh, hey, hello. It's very nice to meet you. And yeah, I don't know. That's, that's not right with me. That's, it's kind of cool. It's an interesting um, way for things to work. You know, I've been doing this for like three years and I've never been a guest on someone else's show. So this is my first time. I'm so excited. You're brace you are basically like losing my virginity twice almost. So wow. thank you for having me. Okay, yeah, I feel honored. I it's yeah. pretty great, I gotta say. So um so how is it that you've been doing this three years and nobody has had you on their podcast? I probably because I say things like that and they don't want to lose a sponsorship, which I don't blame them. But also I have a super busy schedule. So 
that. You can say help. fuck if you like, if just to say, you know. Oh, I can? If you, yeah, you can say fuck. Uh, or oh, no, you can't say that. fuck, but you can say all <laughs> kinds of different things. They're, uh, it's been pretty interesting how they people have been able to get around saying stuff on TV. Um, like It is. Like, I, I said um, whore. I said tweet whore. Um, tweet whore? Yes, which is like one of my nicknames because I'm obsessed with Tweed on my show. Oh, Tweed. Yes, the the fabric. Tweed, not 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 tweets like uh, Twitter. No, no I'm oh. not a troll. <laughs> okay, but I said that, and it was totally fine. And then I said shit, and I got in trouble. Oh, and so wait. so you could say, I mean, Tweed is is that like. I mean, like tweet, like the the stuff, like the clothing. Yes, yeah, and it was okay. it was so fine. And um, this was on the radio because I'm a radio host as well. And ah. so, so you can say whore, but if you say shit, you will be in trouble. Do Do you have a dump button on there? That or are you just totally live? No, I do pre-recorded every time. Um, okay. They do not trust me to go live. God bless them. And I, I said, I sent it and the guy was like, um, do you know that you broke one of our rules? And I thought it was because I said that he said, no, this is actually what you said. You can't say that on air. So, oh, luckily so, he caught it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I used to do my friend's radio show and it was on from two in the morning to six in the morning on just, it's, a uh, Portland you know, not, not a public access kind of station. I'm not sure what the exact term is that you use, but like a free form kind of. Like community radio? Community radio, yep. Okay. He, he was broadcasting on one of those. And he was at the time, this is know, like five, six years ago, he was really into SoundCloud rappers. And uh, oh, that goodness. was his thing. So so you can imagine what the language is on all the songs. All the songs has very colorful language, but and you can say whatever you want, uh, or like on the music. But as soon as I say fuck or something, you got to dump it. They can't play that because it's you know someone you know me being a guest and uh, not being a song. So. It's so much editing. I, I used to do that. Like I used to be in charge oh. of the music and yeah. I always wanted local rappers. And I was like, can you send me clean versions? And they, they wouldn't. And so I would have to like, try to remix it for them. I, I like, as if I'm some kind of DJ. <laughs> and so yeah. I was doing that. And after a while it gets too much. It's like every other word you're beeping out. It sounds so stupid on the radio. So you'd go for the beep out. You wouldn't go and try to do some overdub or something. I or... tried. I tried, but it was too many. And then after a while, I got kind of like nah, lazy with it. So then I was like, I'm just going to put beep. But it, yeah, too much. I quit. But shout out to your friend. Kudos to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you didn't have to edit. You didn't have to edit any music because you can play. The music is totally fine. And it can say, fuck shit uh whatever other kind of swear words there are uh but then i couldn't even say like asshole or anything which it was just because i was uh a host or a guest i wasn't able to swear 
but you can put whatever you want in the music. So what we were going to do, but then I ended up moving. Uh, we we're going to use some of our music that had some uh, words to say like fuck and stuff in there. So you could put it on the radio and I'd be able to say fuck without actually saying fuck on the air. It'd just be fuck, but with a beat behind it. So. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that was, that was the way to get around it. But uh, yeah. So what, what time of the day are you on the radio? So I'm on the radio every Tuesday at 5 PM in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. All right. Um, so every Tuesday at five. So is that, uh, you got, are you doing, is this like a traffic kind of a show? Absolutely like, not. I not would, no, I would, people would crash their car. <laughs> I told, I report about fashion. I report about things I've done over the weekend. Um, if the, the driver is like still hung over from work, I see what they're up to. A lot Ooh. of local events. Like I am trying to make people smile and laugh after a long day at work and, Perfect. or make them cry. I mean, sometimes Ooh. I'm in the for both. You know what I mean? I'm not super picky. Yeah. And you know, there's not much of a line between crying and laughing anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Both can happen pretty, pretty easily. And so yeah. You, do you have people calling in? I used to in the beginning, but then oh. they would say the craziest things. They would like, they would curse. And I was like, okay, okay, this is, this is too much. I, <laughs> I had, um, so we're in Georgia and they had a transgender bill, right? Like the whole thing with teenagers, they yeah. were passing that in South Carolina. We still get reception in South Carolina. So oh. We were having people who are a part of the coalition, like interviewing them and then getting calls to see like what people thought about it. Oh, they reminded me so quickly that I was in the South. I couldn't even tell you half the comments that they said. I would be so scared out of my mind. But I was like, okay, that was my last one. I did that and I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I'm not taking any callers. So were they getting dropped? Did you have someone in there hit? Or you said you did it. It's pre-recorded. That one, the interview was pre-recorded, but then I I took calls, like at wow. five to see people who were listening. Like, what did they think of the interview? What did they think of people who were against the bill or for the bill? And oh, honey, honey, honey. It, sure. It, yeah, it was very Republican. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not super like political on yeah. anything so at that time I really was like scared of my own callers and I was like <laughs> I was like okay I'm not used to this so just trying to navigate that but most of the time it's fun stuff but yeah and but even if you have people calling in and they're they're mad or you know whatever you have them you have them they are paying attention very very much you have them eating out of your hand right there if they're calling in and they're pissed off those are the people that you know they're gonna uh, you know they'll, they'll keep keep you paid if you know those kinds of people they're they're good to have it they're it's interesting uh, and odd that 
that's how it is sometimes. But yeah, those people, they're they're there. They they want to wait for some crazy thing they can call in on. But whatever it was that, you know, you said it was the bill. And um, I mean, obviously that got some interaction and engagement with your listening audience. It so. definitely did. And sometimes when someone's so mad, they just don't even know what they're saying. So if they want to curse or if they want to swear, I'm like, hey, you're on air. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't want to get fined. We don't have that much money. So let's keep it cute <laughs> and be respectful. <laughs> but they don't care. So you're right. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. Yeah. It's like, oh, but yeah, it's... uh it works out okay and so then if you uh so you're doing that uh, i wanted a quick quick little side note to jump back 10 minutes um so you you're really into tweed um did you know there's a tweed airport no there's an airport tweed airport new haven connecticut so if what you ever you, what do you mean a tweed airport like it's named after tweed name Yep, the name is Tweed Airport. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, so I, I thought airports were named after like dead presidents. What, where did they get usually? Um, I'm not sure. I just uh, I don't know. I found and you out said recently. Connecticut. Yes, in uh, New Haven, Connecticut. You know what? Like, Connecticut is a very bougie state. That's and that's where I am. Yeah, you're you're in I, Connecticut. I, yeah, I just moved here like six months ago very posh you know has a reputation for being up there yep it depends so. where you are though oh really yeah yeah you guys have if, a hood in connecticut i don't believe yeah it. i i didn't either but that's, I don't that's where it. i am i've um, never heard any rap song where a gangster was like don't ooh. f with me i'm from connecticut well now now i'm gonna have to i'm gonna, <laughs> You're I'm gonna, gonna have to come to. out with the album yeah, I'm going to have to start rapping and get my my rap career off the ground being the the rapper out of uh South Central Connecticut, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, you got to add the South yeah, and I mean, make it sound tough. That, that's that's I guess where I am. Yeah, sort of yeah, South Central Connecticut and yeah, you I don't have, know. But, you have the name for it already. Rusty already sounds like don't mess with me. Diamond sounds a little posh, so it could yeah. be from like where is he from? Is he like a mechanic who's going to steal like my tires or is he going to help me with this album? You don't know. So I right. see the vision. Yeah. But yeah, here's so the thing. So I moved here. Well, not here directly, but where I say I'm from is Boring, Oregon, which is where I, before I moved, started moving around. I was living in Boring, Oregon. And there's the name of a town, uh, Boring, Oregon. That's where I live. Is it near Eugene? Is it near Portland? Is it near it's, anywhere interesting? Yeah, I mean, it's near Portland. It's about 20 minutes southeast of Portland. Somewhere okay. in there. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. I grew up over there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's It's an interesting place. But I used to live here like 35 years ago. And so I made it made it back to Connecticut, which is weird. Do you like it? Is it different? 
yeah i like it it's pretty cool there's uh and then it's like an hour and 20 minutes to get to new york and then like an hour and 40 to get to boston so that's kind of cool no it's not too bad at all and before this i was in salt lake city and so okay so you can't be a rapper yeah yeah i lived there for a year and a half and that was that was wild see we can we cannot go around saying yeah i'm rusty d from salt lake city like that's oh people are gonna steal your chain like yeah i I, think so worried yeah yeah i'd be a little little worried too and so okay so you're in savannah uh do you ever do you ever go to the baseball game there the, uh, yes, Savannah Bananas. Yes, Savannah and- Bananas. How, so it's like, is it like the Harlem Globetrotters kind of a thing? Is what I heard. It's yes, and I am not a baseball girly. Um, yeah, I just go to see like men in the tight pants and sure, you know, kind of just look around. But that's it. Like I'm originally from DC, so I've been to Nats games oh, okay. and wanted to fall asleep. The Savannah Bananas, they are, like, so fun. It was so interesting, exciting. Like, if you really like baseball, you'll hate them. But if you don't, oh. you will love them. They're perfect. Yes. Yeah, that, that's what I like. Uh, I like finding those those small teams. Uh, it's a lot more fun than going to the, the professional games, especially if you get a team that goes and, you know, does a whole bunch of weird, crazy shit. Like, yeah, that's that's spread on my alley for yes. for a game. And yeah, so how'd you end up going to Savannah from DC? So I got it was the pandemic. I was working at another radio station, working my way up, and then they were, they were like, "Hey, we're just gonna lay off your entire department. Sorry." And so I was like, "Crap!" So I moved in with my parents. I've never had more motivation to find a job. And sure. <laughs> there was a station in Savannah and they said, hey, can you be here in two weeks? And I was like, sure. I didn't even know where Savannah was. I had never been. At the time, I was dating this loser. And I, no, he wasn't a loser. He he yeah. wasn't a loser. He, he became a loser afterwards. Okay. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, we, let's drive down there. It'll be great. Drove down here, was like, wow, this is different. This is humid. My edges can't take this. Stayed, and I've been here for like three years now. I thought I was oh. going to be here for like six months. Where, where, where do you think you're going to go after that? After those back six to, months? Back to D.C. <laughs> I thought I was like, a, or a city. You know, I'm really a city girl at heart. Not city girl. Yeah. JT Miami, but city girl. <laughs> so I thought it'd be like New York or LA or Miami. Like every time people ask me, "Oh my God, you're from Atlanta? You live in Atlanta?" No, Live it's quite hours. a way. It's, yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah, it is. And, it's it's not fun, but I visit sometimes. Is is it worth it to go up to Atlanta? It is because there's so much more opportunities. Like I was just there a few weeks ago for the Black Media Honors event and I covered the red carpet there. And oh, cool. I, I loved it. I met so many great people. And every time I get like an email, it's like, here's in Atlanta. They're doing this in Atlanta. I'm like, Arr. 
like I have to decide if I want to make that drive or not. So yeah, and so then you were covering, uh, and you got to talk about fashion, obviously. Obviously, uh, obviously. I or maybe you weren't <laughs> talking about fashion. Maybe you were talking about the uh, Savannah bananas or or something of that, but. So oh, no, they need to pay me if they want my promotion. Absolutely not. Right. But they have a great number of followers. I, I don't think they would pay me. They're doing great. Their marketing team, A1. What do you think it is about it? I honestly think it's because they play no baseball. Like, they're up there. They're twerking. They're giving out free hot dogs. They're kissing babies. I mean, they are doing everything you want your politician to do. Like they're not talking about politics. They have no idea what's even going on. They're just there for the smiles. A lot of them have great hair. It's perfect. Uh, seriously, I want to hire them. Yeah, I think that'd be a cool uh, mixture of of anything. Like, yeah, getting because there there's something going on with that. There's they're doing something right. Because if I'm hearing about it and I'm you know, like I'm not huge into. The baseball. I think I saw them on TikTok, to be honest with you. Oh, really? That's that's how I found out that I got onto wacky quasi baseball TikTok and yes. found the Savannah Bananas. And and then I found there was some team that was in Tijuana, Mexico, that was pretty cool too. Uh it was a little different, but um but it was still it was still pretty neat. Uh like the wacky baseball game stuff's kind of fun. Uh, I, I don't know. There, there's something. There's something about it. It's it's kind of uh, bastardizing the American pastime, and <laughs> I like. All right, I kind of like this. I like what you're doing here. This is this is cool. This is this is fun. And so, yeah, if you're a baseball fan, I could see them just being like, "Ah, oh, what is this shit?" But yeah, yeah. But if you're not perfect place to go on a front on a first date or if your in-laws are in town and you don't want to spend too much time with them take them there really okay. it's, it's perfect all right and so okay so savannah uh so when you're talking with people in savannah like on the radio and you're talking about fashion what kind of fashion are you you bringing up are you like I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking like, well, if, I don't know. Cause it's not, Savannah's kind of an anomaly down there. It's just like, cause Savannah's like, I had a buddy, uh, my buddy, Mike, his sister went to art school there. And it, she, I heard that it's a very, uh, you know, pretty, uh, artsy kind of kind of town so but besides that i think of people with big hats and uh <laughs> what, what i think of think of that and it's a mixture know, a mixture it's of big hats and small mix, hats yes it's a mixture because there's uh the university scab which is like one of the best creative art universities in the country and oh, okay. so there's a large fashion program so they draw a lot of hipsters in and then ah. a lot of like Nepo babies. So it's a good mixture of like homelessness meets chic, like disheveled oh. chic, like ripped jeans kind of vibe. Yeah. Like it, like it works with some 
cute tops, but you could also look homeless. You don't know. So it's homeless a with an iPhone. Yes. Yes. So people are like, does he really need money or is this like an art project? Who knows? Who knows? And does it even matter? Exactly. So that's what like that. If I had to describe. Oh, let me. Sorry about that. That that's was okay. another. Oh, <laughs> She yeah, knew you were on a podcast. And she was like, what is she doing? Let me make sure she's being appropriate and representing me well. Um, yeah. I'm always representing you well. Honey. Every time. Every time. She's proud. Exactly. She should be. I'm her yeah. only offspring. Like, hello, oh, okay. retirement. Let him know. Yeah. She but, but yeah, that's what I am talking about most of the time and then sometimes I talk about social issues as well and then it can get really hectic but that's where the fun stuff comes in yeah that's when you get people yeah that get are very interested in what you're saying or more interested in what they want to say is yes I had a guy threaten me once it was so fun what'd you do so he was the president of this anti-euthanasia organization in Canada. Don't ask me how he got on the show. And so I was telling him like the benefits of euthanasia. I was like, well, if they want to die, why can't they die? And he was like, are you kidding me? Why can't you die? Why do you get to, when I tell you navigating, that was one of the highest viewed episodes, but also navigating that episode, I was like, okay, this is going to be a real task pull. And towards the end, he actually apologized. It was like, this got oh. really good. Yeah, like, but it was off wow. air, sadly, sadly. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know we had difference of opinions. Um, it shouldn't have got that far, but you, you know, so now in hindsight, I don't even know if that was a real apology, but I, I accepted it at the time. Yeah. That's better than what could have happened. That seems, you know, that's at least uh, like understanding and recognizing what what he did. And uh, so, I mean, that's that's a start. It's a start, not, not really an apology, but it's... Uh, you it's, know what? You, I will, I will take it. Yeah. You, you can only get so much out of certain people. Right. It's, it's a good enough. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, I it's guess an average. it's a C. Yeah. Yeah. C, C minus maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay. Barely passed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then, okay. And you said you're, you're a single child. So uh, mm-hmm. are did you, are, are a lot of your friends also single uh, children? You know what? My boyfriend is an only child as well. Um, one of my close friends, she is also an only child. And that's pretty much it. Everyone else um, are siblings or have siblings and they don't really understand the the luxury of being an only child so I feel bad for them and I try to empathize with them yeah it's it's pretty different and so like yeah and I I think yeah like dating someone that is also an only child is a good idea I think that I think that's a smart move and 
because you both sort of know you're both like hmm, well this is how it goes and this is what it feels like to be the golden child um right no one else was really in the competition so <laughs> this is great but I know that some people I have some friends who they're they might be like the oldest or the youngest and they're still the golden child so they get uh, it same thing yeah and but then there, there are like the middle children which is like obviously yep. we're fucked yeah oh you're a middle yeah. child I'm a lower middle child wait how many of you there's four I'm the I'm the uh that's I have two brother older brothers and I have a little sister so oh, okay yeah so I'm what the is, lower middle child do people forget your name and like do your parents forget your existence or how does sure. that work yeah yeah I'm 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 the left out one I'm the one uh the uh Kevin McAllister I guess of uh Home Alone or something oh. I, go, I, I go go to France and forget about me and then uh go to New York and I hop on a different plane so, and then you just cause a ruckus at like a hotel and then they but at the end of but, the day you, you give the family millions of dollars because of your story and you become this childhood star and then later get into drugs but we're not going to talk about that because you made the millions and they should yeah. be great for you yeah you, if you make millions you know you can put a little little drug money aside and long People as you know, forget about that yeah yeah he he's okay he's okay now so who's who's the golden child then in your family? Is Ooh. it your little sister? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's not fair. She's the only girl though. Yeah. So she gets double. Oh my goodness. And, and she's the youngest? Yes. Yeah. 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 And she hit the lottery. Yeah, she got it all right. And plus, like by the time after my parents had to raise me, who could be a little bit of a shit sometimes like and she gotta do it like anything that I couldn't do it's like okay she can do it because like he did it and uh you know well why not like if he already did it so yeah well, you know she's living the good life she's living the good life I'm living the good life though too it's just a different different kind of good life I uh you know yeah no. but you know I heard p parents they take turns like they have a golden child for like maybe three Ooh. hours and then they go to another one if they get bored of them. I've heard that. I don't know. I've read the reviews. I don't know. On on, on Google on, reviews or yeah, or little on, Reddit reviews. Yeah. Oh, but I heard yeah. that they, they go Ooh. around. They don't really have one for that long. I okay. Like and then does it change back to that person then? Like the one that was the golden one? Does it go to another one and then go back to that one? A different day of the week or is this i don't know wait you tell me how did you guys I, do it i don't know i think when she was born that she got everything oh i'm okay. pretty Never sure mind. yeah yeah and but, to the listener he is not bitter at all he is no i'm not from his personal experience do not judge yep bitter is my middle name call me a lemon <laughs> <laughs> i think lemons are bitter um so what well, was I just gonna go with that there seems to be a bit of 
ah oh, shoot where was i going i had i had somewhere that we were talking about with uh ah okay well anyway that's not a big deal i guess it wasn't wasn't meant to be so then, Rusty, by the way, ooh. don't get offended by this. Are we ooh. 420 friendly on this ooh. show? Yes. And okay. 421 the day after friendly, like <laughs> Method Man, if you want. Because um, I was thinking, did, did, did we have some fun before this? I don't know. Ooh, I did my, my uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right before this. And you know, um yeah. Memory kind of goes anyways. And so memory's overrated. Who wants to forget the bad? Right. Yeah. It's, it can just go and we can have, have all kinds of fun. Exactly. And yeah. And sometimes, yeah, like you know, you gotta get to a little 420 time because yeah it was i went and got tacos so <laughs> okay i used to be a stoner for like eight years uh-huh straight and um i quit like once i graduated college um and so i've been completely sober for i think like six years now and not to give cool. away my age but out of all the drugs that i partook in like yeah, definitely my favorite. Yeah, that that's kind of how I was. Uh, or, yeah, I mean, I didn't for like seven, six, seven years, I think. And I, yeah, like I didn't no drinking, other drugs, smoking, smoking weed, none of that. But then, um, I I have some some medical stuff uh as i have a uh, some bad body parts and nothing was working and then you know i was like no i'm gonna fucking try smoking weed and then it worked and that was just about two years ago now and it changed my fucking life so i i never thought i would say that but it fucking made it so i could walk or do I guess sit in a car for more than 45 minutes um I could do a lot of shit like I I was I was not in a good place and yeah fucking weed saved my life so <laughs> you know that people don't hear that often you should seriously think about getting some sponsorship from like different marijuana brands like Probably that's should. the only thing I regret is like when it started to become legal it's when I stopped doing it and me too. I, I was like, what the hell? Like, I was like, now this is legal. Like I, all those years, you know, maybe that's why I stopped. I was like, oh, now it's legal. It's mainstream. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> but I, that's I'm so amazing. For this. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing that it helped you like be better. So it helped you physically, like your body. What was your yeah. body going through before? So, uh, like, six years ago i i blew out my knee and i had to get three surgeries on it and then that led to lower back problems and plus there was pro wrestling in there so like that kind of 
helped with some of those problems. Wait, you blew out your knee wrestling? No, I blew out my knee walking across the driveway. I never got hurt in wrestling. Did they say how? What happened? Yeah, so I, well, I was walking, uh, and uh, there there was a piece of plywood covering up a hole, and I was carrying eighty pounds of hardwood flooring, and the piece of plywood moved, and I stepped in a hole, probably about like, you know, a foot or two deep, and then just my knee twisted and and then that was it and so yeah that that uh ended a lot of things but also started many things so it ended my physical part and made me do more mental stuff work with my brain work harder not smarter it was it's work harder not smarter work smarter not harder harder now <laughs> and when you were doing wrestling, can you still do it now or you kind of had to like give it up? That was it. That was that was the end right there. I I do some other stuff with wrestling now, sort of. But yeah, as far as any like you know, matches or anything, that was it. That ended it. Oh my god. I know so many athletes when they're done with the sport. It's, yeah. they get into this kind of downward spiral of depression because it was such a large part of their identity. And now they have to recreate something from scratch and it, it can be really tough to take on. Yeah, it was, I got depressed as fuck. And then, yeah, I went to a therapist like, uh, good for you. Yeah. And she gave me a book. And there were two things like, cause I, my job was physical too. I mean, I was, I couldn't, you know, carry flooring or drive a truck anymore. Mm. And so, um, yeah. And that's how I became a hypnotist. I wouldn't have become a hypnotist had it not been for me blowing out my knee. So Wait, you're a hypnotist. Yeah, I'm a clinical hypnotist. Um, what is a clinical hypnotist? Well, I don't do the stage stuff. Like, so like okay. if, people what people think normally you know the stop smoking uh lose weight kind of thing but there's a zillion other anything you want better in your life i can make that happen i guess it's the um, way to do it. did you go to school for that like how do you become yep. a clinical like what is yeah I'm, I'm i'm a consulting hypnotist um i went to school i was like uh having to work hard to get a 2.0 to be able to graduate uh high school college but i like just barely got 2.0 but then this i was top of my class you know i loved it i thought i fell in love with it first time i did it first time i hypnotized i was just like this is fucking great this is the coolest shit i feel awesome and i was totally sober and so like i had like the first time where i wasn't feeling bad and so yeah, I mean, beside before, before we changed my life, hypnosis changed my life. So the combination of the two worked out okay. But yeah, you know, That's like awesome. yeah, well, yeah. Once you lose stuff, like eventually you have to find something new, and you can wallow for a bit. But eventually, that fucking wears on. I don't know. It wore on me, and it wore around. You know, kind of everyone around me. And so just kind of made shit hard to do. Like, 
that's how I felt about drugs. And because yeah. I felt like I did it, I started when I was like 14, 15. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So it was such a like partying, being like a party social person was like such a large part of my identity. And then when I quit uh, completely, um, I was like, I don't know how to like engage sober. I don't know how to make friends sober. I don't even know what my hobbies are. Like now I have time to focus on myself. And I was doing, thank God, there was a radio station at my college. And I was doing that while I was getting stoned and other substances. And afterwards I was like, screw this. I'm going to keep doing radio. And every radio station I was, people kept commenting on my outfits. And I was like, you know what, like, I kind of want to do something in fashion. I mean, mind you, like, I didn't go to school for radio, like I graduated with computer science degree. And so I was like, (laughs) I could do tech if I wanted to, but I kind of want to explore this more. So then I came down to Savannah, and it was just like such a huge fashion scene. And the program director here was like, you should talk about fashion, no one else does. And I was like, okay and so I did that and then I started meeting like more people in the fashion industry down here and seriously changed my life I feel so much better I feel like I found my purpose in life I feel like I found my journey like I don't feel like and now I feel like I can actually socialize sober so I'm glad we both found ourselves yeah and I think that's important too being able to do that um Cause yeah, I mean, yeah, like I, I'd be at the bar all the time or, you know, doing comedy stuff, which is all at the bar. And like, how do you go and do this? How do you go there and not do this and not be, uh, you know, kind of fucked and what you going to do. And so what's the, uh, the scene, like the fashion scene in Savannah, what's, how's that work? It's fun. I just went to a fashion show two weeks ago. And, you know, I told you I talk about social issues too. this fashion show. It was Combat Boots to Boardroom, which is an organization that helps veterans. And so the local fashion designer, she just won like, I think like 30 grand. So the city of Savannah gave it to her for her entrepreneurship. So it was like meeting all those women there and they shared their inspiring stories. And it was just so uplifting. And I was like, I had gone to fashion shows before, but that one was a little bit different. I'm going to one again next month, but I think my next step now is to put on a fashion show. And I really, yeah. And which I'm really scared about, but I feel like because I've never done it before and you know if it if I fail at it it's kind of a bad look on me but if I succeed then it's it will really solidify my stance and my kind of brand in this area and I've been talking go ahead sorry go no I was just gonna say I've been talking to a few people about it and like the more I talk to them, the more I feel like I can do this myself. Yeah. And so what would success look like or what would failure look like for that? Well, failure would be no one showing up. <laughs> would that be the people that are the models or people uh, in the crowd? 
I think people in the crowd. I think. Okay. Yeah, no one showing up would be failure. Would that and be zero? Zero people, or would that or, be or a small worse, amount? You know, even worse is like not zero people actually. Um, even worse is when it's just a handful of people because then they are also there experiencing just a handful of people. So if nobody shows up, that's okay. But it's just a handful of people, it's embarrassing. That's what uh, those partnerships are for, right? You yes. go and you get some partnerships with some people, give them, uh, tell them to come on in, get them some stuff. And so do you have to do uh, marketing or anything for? How's I your will. marketing and and sales kind of life? So I think my marketing is pretty good. When I was in college also, I started my own business, which is a record label. Oh, yeah. Dude, hey, do and... you need a rapper from Connecticut <laughs> on, your, on your label? Uh, so... One from Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, um, straight out I, of Salt Lake City. I... <laughs> I think I I think I'm okay at the moment, but if I hear okay. anyone, I'll I'll give them your info. Perfect. Um, but I did that, and I I couldn't afford to pay any of my employees, aka my friends. Yeah. And so it was really horrible, and I had these open mic nights at my house, and oh yeah, and I remember when because we had a huge house in college and. I remember when we had those nights where no one would show up in the beginning. And honestly, it wasn't bad. It's like once no one shows up the first time, you feel humiliated, but then you do it again and you realize like, I've already gone through the worst. What can stop me now? Right. It's, uh, this is my deep thing I like to say. Um, I said this actually when I was in uh at a, I, I went on a talk show, a Mormon talk show one time uh, while I was oh. there. And, and I said, um, once you shit your pants, you can't shit your pants anymore. Unless like you, you are, yeah, I mean, but you already shit your pants. What's a little bit more diarrhea gonna be? Like, like the same, like if you have a show and you fucking, nobody shows up, like, so what? Like you've, you've hit that spot. You've hit that. I shit my pants already. Like, let's just fucking go. Let's fucking party and just fucking do it because you're you're enjoying it. And that's usually when you come up with some cool shit. So, so what happened then after that uh, that time? So then we kept doing it, and more and more people started to show up. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> um, and then our neighbors kept calling the cops on us because more and more people were showing up. <laughs> it's so, it was a good problem though. Yeah, it was a good problem. But, at the, but the cops were like, hey, we came here last week. Like, what's uh, going on? Are you not, are you trying to get arrested? And at the time I was like, Oh my god! I have like a semester left in college. I don't need this right now. So, I yeah. I had to stop the whole thing. I graduated with my computer science degree, took an IT job, and um, was like completely miserable. And then <laughs> I found a radio job, and I was like, oh, thank you, God. So, yeah, that's I how, that's how it kind of happened. But I feel like because I've already went through that, like you said. 
there's really nothing that's stopping me from going through it twice. Yeah. And you have a lot more knowledge of what to do and what not to do. And I bet it sounds like you have uh, a bunch of musical contacts. Um, if you got a show, you get at least one band. If you got maybe like a, a couple, you know, musical collectives of sorts, you bring them. Nobody brings more people to shows than musicians of any kind of show I've ever booked. Musicians bring people. They got friends, they got family. They tell them they're doing some show. They're going to bring people. They're the bringers, you know, like, I don't know, comedy show. People are like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not, you don't want to show up to that, but a fun fucking uh, concert or uh, a, you know, a show at a fashion show. I bet they show up for that one. And I bet you they would too. I went to another fashion show and it was at a sandwich shop. And yeah. And when I first heard of it, I was, um, you know, shout out to my girl because she was the one who threw it, but I was scared for her. I was like, who was going to show? I was so, and it was a clown theme. And yeah, I was like, it sounded like an idea that you had in your living room when you hit the bong a few times. It sure. just sounded wild. And when I went, so many people came. And cool. how, she, how she had it was like, she is in charge of this like vintage kind of thrift store thing. And she has these like vintage markets with other vendors. And so she was, she told each vendor, like, you have to be in charge of your own models. You have to be in charge of getting your own photographers. You have to be. And so it made her delegate it so easy. And it made, it, it just made so much profit and it made so much logical sense. Like when I actually saw it behind the scenes, I was like, that is so smart. And she's, yeah. a, she's, she's such a genius to me. She's a stay at home mom. And she was like, I need this or else I would lose my mind. <laughs> and so I was like, we should partner up together. Like I actually, I was, I was thinking about that more and more. So I don't want to put that out in the university yet, but I I think that I could work with her in some in some sense. Like I have the media aspects, I have all the media contacts like in my phone book from this area. Every news channel, every newspaper editor, I know them personally. And she has her contacts in the fashion world, and I just don't see why it couldn't happen. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can pick her brain. I bet she'd be happy for you to pick her brain to um you know, have, have your show or have her, maybe she'll say, I want to help out with your show even, but I mean, even, yeah, just picking her brain and then, yeah, being able to kind of learn what she's learned and yeah, put in something, get your own style in there with it. And uh, like you were saying with the vintage stores there, I mean, so uh, I had a vintage store in Salt Lake City, and um, you've had everything, Rusty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, there's a lot, lot more than that, but yeah. So I had one there, and I mean, if you get that, like, or you do like a, a pop up event, even or something, get a whole bunch of people who are, um, I don't know what what your your fashion style is or what kind of what you'd be looking for, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of clothes 
that are, you know, looking to show them off in a way. Um, like this one, this is a custom one here. I got this. The Ferrari shirt. Upside down. <laughs> Who has, uh, that's a one of a kind one there. Um, okay. Yeah. So, is you know, you your, got your podcast merch. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's different. I, I wouldn't mind selling these. I got a whole bunch. Um, I have some friends in Ohio who made a whole bunch of shirts. They ended up with, I think, like 10 or 20,000 of these old. Uh, like, So back in the day, they used to have like these big press things you make T-shirts with. You put the shirt on and then you have like a, a like a pattern thing, like a piece of oh, paper like for graphics. yeah and then you just fucking and so <laughs> yeah and so they used to have met um at fairs and uh, you know at the on the boardwalk at a beach or something and so they ended up with like i think 10 or twenty thousand of them and so it's like all this kind of like sort of it's sort of a bootleg type of shit like because there's not really very many rules with that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I ended up with all kinds of weird fucking combinations of shit. But you know, a lot of the people that are like you, like your friend was saying, uh, that do are doing fashion or um, doing, uh, you know, selling selling clothes. Like a lot of them also are into photography in one way or another to, you know, to sell their shirts, you know, taking pictures of whoever. And it's usually someone wearing it too, especially if it's on something like, uh, like Depop or even, you know, like on Poshmark and stuff. Yes. Um, or yeah. Or like, yeah. On whatnot. Whatnot was a fucking th weird thing. Do you know, you know, whatnot? What is whatnot? I feel like it sounds familiar. It's like in the back of my sphere, but I can't bring it forward. So it started out as like it was like Depop. Uh, so you know Depop. Yes, I know Depop. Yep. So it was like Depop, but it was for like Pokemon cards and Magic cards and baseball cards and stuff like that. But eventually they opened it up to clothes, and uh, that was maybe like a year and a half ago or so, and. Yeah, got on that. That thing, like, yeah, there are people definitely that are, you know, have they're ready to fucking take pictures or you know have their stuff ready. Like, so what 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 kind of stuff would you do if you had a a show? Or am I gonna? Is it spoilers? Uh, no, this is not spoilers because I think you can help me brainstorm some I creative ideas. Love to. That's that's my job. Okay, that's my eighteenth so job. So we are in the South. Okay. Everyone here who does a fest show, they are so obsessed with like the Kentucky Derby with like the fascinator hats. They love that theme. We could go safe and do that. And we know that ticket sales would be good. Yeah. Um, another option is like making it based off of a social issue. Like we could do something in homage to like veterans and like people can wear military coats and like military boots, combat boots, like whatever. Or we could do something like 
here we have a large problem with guns like there's a shooting i think oh. almost every week yeah it's very sad i'm it's super passionate about it i've talked about it relentlessly on my show so we could do something with guns like either you're for it or you're against it but you could show up and like you know the little holster with like the gun thing on your side you can show sure. up like an anti-gun shirt you know whatever just throwing these things out there but i think it should have some kind of theme yeah and especially yeah if, i mean if there's some uh there's something tied to it where you could get and team up with some sort of there's just probably some organization of some sort that is you know to help out veterans or combat gun violence or um you know some something of that nature and there's got to be some and i bet they'd there's be happy so to yeah get get some exposure themselves and there's more people who would be showing up and more you know and then also it could be good to if it's something that you're passionate about you know be able to help them out in in a way by doing what you love and yes so i mean that's pretty all right it's a pretty all right deal there i think so too i you know i honestly do love giving back to my community i've never had a job where i wasn't active in my community oh every single job and so to give back to a place that has shown me so much love just makes me feel really fulfilled and that sounds corny but it's it's true yeah i mean you can't go wrong with that i mean there's something to that too about giving back to your community um it's, it's important yeah it's it's important in one way or another to do it and you know especially if someone has you know done it for you or you know there's a I I've been watching My Name is Earl lately and uh it was this Oh my god, I used to love that show. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, and fucking Carson Daly talking about karma. So uh Yeah, he goes yeah. around to people and gets them good. Oh yes. yeah. That show was like everything when I was a kid. We didn't have cable, so I watched every episode. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was fucking great. And yeah, it's a yeah. good uh good message. Good message to go out and do something, you know, help out help out how you can there's never going to not be a need to for someone that can do something to help out whoever's yes. around them there's there's yes. always something always something that can be done so amen rusty yeah uh so and argy um i'm i'm happy we got to talk and we got to meet each other and uh we'll brainstorm with you here and we will, I will do what I can. I will do what I can from up here in, in Connecticut. But I want to see, I want to see this go through. I want to see your fashion show become a reality here. And so that's what I want. And so if people want to find you, get a hold of you, or get on the waiting list to go to your fashion show, how are they going to do that? They can follow me on all social media platforms at Take It Off Show. And Rusty, this was so great. Seriously, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, 
you were such a lovely host uh like i said this was like the second time losing my virginity so much better than the first really thank you guys so all all of your listeners yeah if you have any ideas even to your listener if you have any idea for the fashion show shoot me a dm seriously i'm very open-minded cool i love it yeah and I'm, i'm happy uh second virginity is is here on on the public access podcast and yeah um yeah we'll we'll stay in touch and yeah we're gonna it's gonna happen you're gonna have a fucking awesome show and it's gonna open up all kinds of fucking doors so uh and dargy it was great talking with you and we'll we'll talk soon okay we'll talk soon thank you yep bye all right dude Dude, dude, that's fucking Andargy. I didn't know her. I didn't know her an hour ago. I didn't know her at five o'clock. At four fifty, she was here at four fifty-five. So at four fifty-four p.m., I didn't know who she was, and now it's six oh six p.m. I feel like I know her, and I hope you guys got to know her too. But she's cool as fuck. So check her out. Check out this show some more. Like, subscribe, share. Leave a comment. I just don't say leave a comment, but you should leave a comment. So I know that you're listening and paying attention. And if you don't want to, that's cool. But just keep coming back. It's better than anything else. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You want to know what old Rusty's going to say next, don't you? So you guys, thank you. And thank you. And thank you. And so I think I got this already and all I have to do is just hit this and we can go out and boom, that's the show, man. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 Yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right?